What's up, everybody? Thanks again for stopping by for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on YouTube at March 4th Pod, on TikTok at March 4th Podcast. And all of the links for my stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So that means if you made it here, you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of March 4th with Mike Baum and Badcast. I hope that everybody's doing well, man. I know I say it on every show, but I mean it. We're two months into the new year, and I'm realizing I focus a lot on time, too. I always mention, like, ah, oh, da, da, you know, and maybe that's just, like, one of my things that I got to – I'm always worried about the next thing or focus on the next thing. So maybe I just need to be a little bit more present in the present moment. But I do bring up uh, the fact that we're two months into the new year because I hope that you guys are off to a great start in 2024. I hope you're chasing your dreams. I hope that you're persevering, that you're moving forward, all the things that this show is about – I know I've got some irons in the fire and I'm working on myself. And uh, this week's was just one of those weeks where it was like I felt like my energy was just crap. You know what I mean? Like running around and it was a productive week. It was a good week and uh, it was a good work week and all that. But it's just one of those things where it's like there's still some old habits. As the saying goes, old habits die hard. Like there's still some old habits that I have that I need to shake. And I've made a lot of improvements, but um, just in terms of consistent rest, consistent exercise, one of my goals as I approach my 36th birthday is to really get in really good shape. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to look like Captain America and Marvel, and I don't need to, right? I'm not a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans or a right wing for the Nashville Predators. You know what I'm saying? There's no need for me to be you know, built like that, right? And I don't got the money for that grocery bill to be eating 7,000 calories a day to, to be 200 pounds of, of muscle, I digress. But uh, nor do I have Hollywood to pay for all of the trainers and the dietitians that I would need to look like uh, Chris Hemsworth. But um, but yeah, I, I just had a goal of, of being in my mid-30s and, and wanting to be in the best physical shape, mental shape, spiritual shape, and emotional shape possible for, for this stage of my life. You know, it's it's crazy to think that I've been in Nashville for almost a decade and there's so many things that I've gone through even the last few years, man, uh, that have really changed me as a person, uh, some, some for worse, but mostly for better. And that's really all you can hope for in life is to learn and grow and change and all of the experiences that you accumulate over your life really culminate to whoever you are right in this present moment. So, uh, so yeah, I guess that's just kind of a little rant to myself. You know, I do focus a lot on time, but um but so far, 2024 is off to a great start. The podcast is off to a great start. And that's another thing. You know, I try not to pay attention to the numbers too much. It's more about the relationships and the connections that you make with people, both guests of the show and when people reach out and, um, you know, say say kind words about the show, which which happened recently, man, you know, and, and it's really cool when people connect with you, you know, that you didn't even know. And it, and it happened to be on a, a difficult day for me. And and somebody reached out and was like, yo, I love your show. There's somebody else that I want you to get in touch with. If you want to get them on your show, is it cool if I share your content? And it's like when you have people do that, man, uh, it, it just goes to show you how how far kind words go and how important it is to be good to each other. 
And that's why I say that at the end of every show is a tribute to my gramp. Keep the faith and be kind to one another because it's so important. So many people, unfortunately, mistake kindness for weakness or they take they take uh, people who are who are you know more gentle and, and and more down to earth for granted. I know in my life uh, there have been people who have crossed my path, uh, both people who I was close to and just people I didn't even know that well who 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 you know had my kindness mistaken for weakness and you know and sometimes that's a good thing because people underestimate you, but sometimes it's also like you know like there's so many crappy people out there like appreciate the good ones, dudes. You know, be good to the to the good people out there. Be good to everybody, but appreciate the good people when they come along, man. And and I've been really fortunate to have a good circle. And thankfully I've had way more positive experiences and 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 you know than negative ones in my life. And I'm a, very blessed to be in the position that I'm in. But um but yeah man just just be cool. Just be cool. You know, being cool isn't wearing a leather jacket and looking like James Dean, man. Being cool is just, you know, being kind to people, holding the door, you know, being the first to extend your hand, looking people in the eye. Giving a firm handshake, be, being helpful to people, uh, you know, trying to be there for people the best way you you can. Uh, that's that's the most important thing, man. You know, and 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 understanding that that there are times where you have to stand your ground. You have to, uh, you know, um, unfortunately face certain conflicts in your life. But it's how you respond in those situations. And and my whole thing is always don't don't vibrate with other low energy people. Meaning when people meet you at a level where, you know, they're they're behaving disrespectfully or they're trying to get a rise out of you in a negative way, don't don't go down to their level. You know what I'm saying? Like that low frequency behavior, that's not where you should be vibrating at. That's not where you should have your antenna tuned. There's too many other positive things waiting for you than to than to swim in that sea with all of those crazy piranhas. You know what I'm saying? There's calmer waters and there's there's much better beaches to vacation. So don't don't hang out with those those people, man, because it's not it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. And that's that's one thing that I've learned over time too, man. It's just uh, you know, stand your ground when you need to. Uh, and again, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not advocating that anybody goes out there and starts brawling with people. All right. Cause violence is never the answer. What I am saying though is, you know, sometimes, you know, you gotta be firm with people. You gotta let them know where you stand. You gotta let them know, hey. You can't do that. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's that's being kind doesn't mean you're a pushover. It just means, you know, that that you treat people how you want to be treated. You hold yourself accountable for your actions. And when you encounter low frequency behavior, you rise above it. And uh, so those are all things that I'm focusing on as I soldier ahead in 2024, man. But so far, the year's been off to a great start. This was just one of those weeks where it was like, I'm conscious the older I get of how important it is to rest and recharge and to have a positive, consistent routine and, you know, checking myself on where and who I give my energy to. And so as I, as I look ahead uh, to March, my birthday month, shout out to all my fellow Pisces out there. I'm not going to start going down an astrology rabbit hole because I know some of y'all think all of that stuff is hullabaloo. I will tell you, I think there's some truth in it. Don't live my life by it, but I think there's some truth in it. But, um, but shout out to all the sensitive, uh, dreamy Pisces out there, man. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for what the year has ahead. There's some cool things coming up that I will, I will share as they unfold, but I really just want to say thank you to everybody who rocks with the show, man, because, uh, it really does mean a lot. And, and the kind words and the feedback that I do get from the people who take the time to engage with the show or reach out to me, um, you know, it, 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 it goes a long way, man. Um, and, and like I said, you know, somebody, somebody made my day re recently just from kind words and sharing my content, um, and, and let me know how, how 
the message of my show was positive and uh that was really cool man it was really cool so uh shout out to all the good people out there doing their thing and and being good to people and speaking to people doing their thing and being good to people um this week's guest one of them i should say is a return guest of the show and it's always great when people want to come back we first got in touch Right around this time last year, uh, when their single Separation came out, and we had a great conversation. He has since moved to Nashville and uh, reunited again with with a, a pal and a fellow musician that he goes way back with. This week's guest is none other than Royalty Colt, and specifically, we've got Josh and Dave of Royalty Colt. And like I said, these guys go way back, man, uh, as far as playing music together, as you will hear on this show. Uh, Josh came on the show last year when Separation came out. They had a really cool music video for that featuring Gail Kim. It's dope. Go check it out. I mean, listen to the rest of this first, but go check it out. But uh, but Josh at the time was living in L.A. He has since relocated to the Music City. We actually got a chance to meet in person back in August. And both of our lives have been pretty busy since then. Me with everything I've got going on and him with his music and getting settled in and, you know, connecting with people in Nashville. Excuse me. little coffee burp. I'm leaving it in. Um. But it was cool. We we got a chance to meet up in person in August and go to a show, and uh, that was really cool. Met some other cool artists there, uh, who I hopefully will get on the pod, and uh, and it's just cool to 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 meet people in person and and to to meet people who are chasing their dreams and trying to use their art and their gifts for a positive uh, outcome, you know, and to reach people in a positive way. And as you guys will hear in this conversation, their latest single, "The Dying," featuring Jeff Sills ended up being a, a really beautiful tribute. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away because it's all going to be in the deets of the conversation with Josh and Dave, but it just goes to show you the power of music, man. And the music video for it turned out really great. It was a beautiful tribute. And um, it, it just it's just one of those serendipitous things where the name of the song uh, and their friend Jeff and, 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 and how it all came out, it just... Sometimes things work out in sort of a cyclical, beautiful way and and not the way you intended them, you know, maybe when you first started that project. And this is one of those stories. So it was great to catch up with Josh. It was great to meet Dave digitally and get his perspective on Royalty Cult and their relationship. And you're about to hear all of it. So I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Josh and Dave of Royalty Cult. Here it is. Well, dudes, thanks again so much for taking the time, man. I'm really excited to talk with y'all. Um, obviously, Josh is a return guest. It's always nice when people come back, and he's been living in the music city now for about a year. So uh, it was cool to get a chance to to catch up and meet you in person back in August, man. But uh, just yep. so people are uh, are aware of who you guys are and what you do, and 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 so they know who's speaking, why don't you tell them tell them your name and what you play and and who Royalty Cold is, man. Uh, I am uh, Joshua Michael, and um, I sing for the band Rolls Cult, and uh, also contribute in writing. And um, yeah, this is my partner Dave. Um, he stepped away for a second, and uh, he's back. We started this project together back in 2016, and uh, it's just an honor to be playing with him again. And yeah, so we are here and trying to keep moving forward. And- Marching forth, as your podcast is called, and 
you know, just keep persevering. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, tell me how you guys originally got connected, man. We go back uh, quite a ways. Actually. Yeah. Like, sorry about now. 15 years. Yeah. It's been almost 15 years or about that. And 2009, uh, we got together cause I answered an ad for a vocalist and, you know, for the, our old band called, uh, interim divine. Um, and yeah, Dave was playing drums in that. He plays drums in Royalty Cult and is, you know, he writes the music and we, you know, we write the lyrics and stuff together of Royalty Cult. But um, yeah, we met back then and we played together about, maybe it was about six years that I was in Interim Divine. Yep. That's that's when we met, you know, and uh, we just stayed friends ever since through the ups and the downs of life and of being musical partners. We to just do this thing that we do together. Yeah. So how absolutely. how did that first come about? Were you guys was that in LA? Uh, south of LA, um, we initially were in the Inland Empire. Um, there's a town called Hammett, California, near Temecula. Most people are probably familiar with Temecula, California. Um, grew up there. Uh, played a band together. You know, things were looking good with the vocalist. And then last minute he exited as the project was, you know, kind of kicking off. And yeah, we put out an ad and Josh answered. We pretty much canceled all the other auditions after he came. And him and I have been writing together ever since. Yeah, when uh, when Josh crossed my path, man, shout out to to Johnny over at uh, over at High Road Publicity. He's been a big supporter of the show, but um you know, checking out y'all's album that came out in 2020. Um, and obviously, and not to, not to name drop cause I ain't like that, but, but just cause you guys know he's a good dude. But like, like I was saying before we officially hit record, uh, dot coil, who a lot of people know from bad wolves and God forbid, um, amongst his other projects and his podcast. But, uh, I know you guys uh, got a chance to do a song and a music video with him and he played with you guys at the whiskey. Um, but it was cool to, to, to talk to Josh just about, that experience in in the whiskey and and uh i i kind of want to go back to that just from the standpoint of you know being in la and that music scene and the the obviously the you know the the, the music business is out there the, the movie business is out there it's it's not an easy place to to make your name i mean what was that like for you guys as you were building royalty cult um you know around that around that era you know, and, and being able to connect with, with people like Doc, who is obviously one of the good ones in the scene. I mean, but what, what was that like just, just trying to get your name out there and even being able to, to play at a place like the Whiskey? Um, we sort of had a head start because of the stuff that we did in Intern Divine prior. So we had a lot of people within the industry there and uh, a lot of other acts like Gemini Syndrome and Butcher Babies and, you know, um, Nine Electric which some of those guys are star and stuff now. And then, you know, otherwise, which they would come over, but they're originally from Vegas. And um, yeah, we sort of had a sort of head start with all that stuff. Um, so when we came back out as royalty cult, you know, a lot of the industry within LA already sort of knew us, you know, but uh, we had sort of been dormant as musicians, not behind the scenes, but in the public eye. Uh, for almost 10 years uh, from those days up until we launched Royalty Cole officially in 2020. Um, and for me, 
I got lucky and fortunate because I was working at the Roxy Theater. And so I would meet a lot more people in the industry. And that's actually how I first met Doc and started talking to him. And I think he was very open to working with us and stuff because of meeting me in that setting and more of a, you know, and more of a, I was like one of them, you know, instead of just coming at him from a fan standpoint or, just, you know, so LA is hard, but it's always been hard. And um, even when the industry was driving over there, it's always been hard. Now the industry isn't what it used to be there. The music industry isn't, and even Hollywood itself, you know, a lot of stuff's being filmed in Atlanta and stuff now, you know, everything's sort of changing, you know, and you know, the music scene might even be more prosperous. The industry coming over here to Nashville now, you know, and that's one of, not the only, but one of the only, one of the reasons that I uh, moved here in the first place. Yeah. D Dave, is there anything you want to add to that, man? Yeah. Um, you know, Doc and Josh had gotten close, um, you know, a couple of years back. We had presented him, you know, the track and join the end. He really, he loved the music and he really brought a ton to that song. You know, he really helped develop the intro and all the almost Spanish style guitar stuff he did, you know, um, just a fun guy to work with. All the rehearsals with him were amazing because he's just a, you know, you know, I mean, he's a fun professional guy, you know, and he has a lot of good energy to him and, that was a good experience at the whiskey that night with, you know, with Soulfly and all that. And Doc, it was, it was a good one for the books. Yeah. And that's a, that's a pretty intimate venue, right? Like, like I grew up in, uh, so I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. So I, I grew up right down I-75 from Detroit. I mean, depending on how much of a lead foot you have, it's <laughs> and the traffic on 75, it's about an hour North. So it was actually a really cool place to grow up from a music standpoint. Um, Toledo has a really cool music history because it's one of those towns that it sits between cleveland chicago detroit columbus right, right? so there's a lot of bands you know maybe they would play it on an off night um i mean i guess like an industry term maybe it would be like a c market you know if like la nashville are a markets right toledo's probably like a c market as a smaller city but um but i got a chance to see a lot of awesome shows in detroit and in toledo but uh you know, you hear about venues like the whiskey, you know, and, and uh, I've looked up pictures and stuff and I've seen, obviously, you know, you guys posted stuff when, when you did that, but um, it looks like a pretty intimate venue, no? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, it's a smaller room in a way. Um, it's about 500 capacity, I think. But um, yeah, in my opinion, it's the, um, the most recognized and probably the most popular actual venue. I'm not talking about arena or stadium, but venue in the world, you know, and next to that was probably CBG, but CBGB's is not around anymore, sadly, but um, yeah, you know, uh, the whiskey is an amazing place and we've been very fortunate there, our relationship with them as well, because I also worked at the rainbow bar and grill, which they have the same owner. And, you know, I've gotten real close with uh, with Mikey Maglieri, you know, who was the grandson of Mario, who started the Rainbow and the Whiskey back in the 60s and the 70s. Um, so we've been fortunate, you know. It was always my dream to – that was one of my goals on my bucket coming up as a musician was to play the Whiskey at Go-Go. And um, because of, you know, bands like Korn, 
selling that place out and stuff like that. And now we've done it multiple times, so we're not trying to toot our own horns. You know, bands play it all the time, even multiple times. But to know how far we have the relationship we have with the family there and to get to play that venue with so many great artists, so it's, it's been amazing. You know, and honestly, most Rolls Cult shows, only one of them has not been at the Whiskey. All the others have been at the Whiskey. And I move all the way to now. First show back is at the Whiskey. So, <laughs> it is. The Whiskey's kind of a second home in the, the Rainbow. Definitely a second home for Rolls Cult. It's, it's like our official starting point in a weird way. You know, we just had so much going on based out of L.A. when the project started and you know, our debut show was there. And definitely, definitely a second home. A lot of love for Mike and the whiskey. Are you Are you going to stand up like, the whole entire interview, or like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Can you even see? No, not really. But I mean, it's not a yeah. big deal. But you know, what's going on? You You good? <laughs> um, I'm mysterious. Man. It's like sleep token. Sleep <laughs> <laughs> token. Uh. Oh, it's good, man. However, however you want to vibe. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's obviously so much music history there, man. And again, like it all seemed very uh, like otherworldly growing up in the Midwest, you know. So it's that's what's cool about getting to do this podcast is talk to people. And Josh, even the first time, I know you talked about you've lived in multiple different parts of the country, man. So you've you really have been like a journeyman and have gotten to see different parts of the world and and how things are and. uh you know, but but man, the music history there, like I can't imagine being in like the same green room that like bands like Motley Crue, Corn, you know, Guns and Roses. I mean, I could go on and on and on, you know, the people door. like, the doors. I mean, is that a trip when you guys are getting ready to go out for a show and you're like, holy crap, you can oh, feel it there. Like, you can definitely feel that that vibe at the whiskey, the history and so many people that we love you know you can just youtube their name in the whiskey and they're, they're playing there to a sold out crowd you know it's it's definitely a cool place well and kudos to the family for keeping it around too you know like you were saying josh you know a, a legendary venue like cbgb's is gone and and even unfortunately uh with covid there's a lot of smaller clubs that have that have closed their doors uh sadly that won't reopen um you know, in Toledo, we we have uh, Frankie's Inner City, which which just opened back up, and uh, you know, same kind of like. Well, I mean, it, I I shouldn't say same kind of, but in terms of the bands who have played there, I mean, obviously, it's not the Whiskey a Go Go, but it has a lot of rich music history. There's been so many artists who have played there over the years, from like Smashing Pumpkins, P.O.D., the Goo Goo Dolls. Awesome. I think the the White Stripes used to go there back in the day. Um, before anybody knew who they were, because again, Toledo's only about an hour from Detroit. So before they blew up, they were playing there. Um, so I, I think those clubs, man, where people can really cut their teeth, I think that's how those legends kind of grow, you know, because if, if you can if you can get a room of, you know, a couple of hundred people rocking out, um, and, and you have a sound that that translates that that, you know can be that earworm for people it just grows and grows and grows so i think it's it's really awesome that that those places have stood the test of time man because it can't be easy man running a business uh and and you know dealing with um booking shows and dealing with all the things that come with 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 owning a venue and uh especially <laughs> like like la uh where there's so much going on man so i think it's really cool that it's that it stood the test of time i it's definitely on yeah. my bucket list of places to get to to see a show man 
the location helps a lot too. I mean, they're in the prime location there on Sunset. So people are just drawn to it naturally. But Josh said it, you know, it changed a lot, but it's still, it has that magic. And it's still kind of like the musical heartbeat of SoCal, you know, I'd say. Yeah. Other the than Mag- maybe San Diego. The Maglieri family has done a job. I mean, that's the love. That's what they live for, you know, and they've done an amazing job of keeping that float all these years. And, you know, we got to get up to, to Mikey. Um, he's really given us, a, you mentioned, a chance to grow and cut our teeth there and build, you know. So we're thankful to him. And, you know, to bring us play with Taproot, you know, this is our third time playing with Taproot. Um, our first time as Royalty Cult, but our third time in all. And um, we're just, we're very thankful, you know. Yeah, that show for everybody listening, that's going to be coming up on, on April 24th. So uh, all the links will be in, in the bio for this episode. But finish finish the interview first. Don't don't cut us off. Uh, but after you got, get done listening uh, to the to the three of us, click the links in the bio, <laughs> get, get your tickets. But, um, but yeah, going back to that time, man, you know, you mentioned being able to connect with good people like like Doc, uh, the dudes in, in Gemini Syndrome, Butcher Babies, uh, that, you know, they've they've been around a while now and still are doing their thing. Like, is it hard to find good people in the scene? Is, is, is it tough to strike that balance between, um, cause, cause I feel like every music scene is different, right? Like one of the famous ones is the Seattle music scene in the early nineties and what came to be known as grunge. And I remember when that Pearl jam 20 documentary came out, um, it seemed like a very cohesive collective scene, you know, with Cornell and, you know, Pearl Jam before they were Pearl Jam when they were like Green River all those bands you know Andy Wood the late Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone like they all went to each other's shows and were all rooting for each other how how was it for you guys in LA I mean you mentioned having interim divine before that but um you know is it just kind of like uh like hit and miss in terms of the bands or 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 was it pretty cohesive in terms of people rooting for each other and helping each other out or you know referencing maybe producers to work with i mean what was that like at that time for you guys as you were building royalty cult uh back then with royalty cult um we you know just were never going to take no for an answer from anybody you know and that's the way we are now still but you know sort of i'm a go-getter and i'm crazy so i myself in these situations you know, like I'm like, hey, we're here. Even if you don't like it, we're here. You know, not arrogant, but I'm just letting, you know, just letting people know like, hey, we're here and we can be a part of this too. And we can do this, you know. And um, so they were very welcoming. There was camaraderie uh, between all those bands back then. Now, and there's some great bands in the scene. There's some cool people, but there's not really that that Seattle vibe or even the vibe of Butcher Babies and Gemini and stuff from, you know, a little bit of that's not really there anymore um, in LA. You know, there's some bands that support each other and stuff, but it's just not that, that movement vibe. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just not like that right now. There's more of that going on in the scene here in Nashville. I'm not trying to knock on, la or the scene there whatsoever but um 
It's just not like that currently. And hopefully it gets back to that. But, um, you know, we've been very fortunate, you know, we put ourselves out there and for the most part, we've, we've been accepted with, with open arms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what has that like, just build, you know, building on that, Josh, what has that been like for you transitioning and, and moving here to, to, to the Nashville music scene, you know, cause, cause the last time we talked a little over a year ago, it, it was like, you know, and, and I mentioned that I had lived here and, uh, you were talking about, yeah, I hear really good things about the music scene there. And it's definitely a, a place that could be a potential destination. It's more affordable than LA. Um, but what's it been like for you here, man, hitting the ground running as far as, you know, being here, what, just under a year now you guys have come here, right? Yeah. 10 months ago. Uh, it, it's been great. Honestly, gone out as much as I would like to already. We've met some great musicians in the scene here great bands and um everybody like i said there's more of a camaraderie here that i've noticed and everybody is like rooting for you and wants to see everybody succeed you know uh, in la there's a lot more competition vibe you know here it's been just a lot more friendly like i said i have not gone out as I would like to, but I have been to some shows. I have met, you know, quite a few musicians in the scene here in the hard rock metal scene. And uh, it's been great. And honestly, that's how I got involved with Jeremiah Scott, the guitar player of Demon Hunter. And um, now I'm tracking all my vocals with him. And Demon Hunter is one of my favorite bands. So that's been amazing. So it's it's been great. You know, I want to get out more, but I'm always just busting my butt trying to work and, you know, pay for life in general and pay for this music thing because it's, it's astronomical. So I've been, I haven't been out as much as I would like to be, but um, the scene here has been very great, very supportive. And um, actually the guy who that's going to play bass with us um, at the whiskey show on April 24th with Taproot is from Nashville and the Nashville scene that I met. And he's just a great human being you know, named uh, Andy Cabana, you know, and he's just a brilliant guitarist, bassist, vocalist, you know, and he's just an overall just great human being in which that's the most important part. So um, the scene here so far has been great. We can't wait to play here and it'll happen and play elsewhere. But um, yeah, it's been a good experience thus far. Yeah, man, that was, uh, it was cool getting a chance to hang uh, back in August um when we when we went to shows at uh exit in in the end and it was actually cool walking in with you man because like the the door guy who was checking everybody and he recognized you like right away you know and uh he thought he thought i played guitar and i was like oh cool i guess i play guitar in the band now but i was like no dude i'm just <laughs> but uh but that was uh but that was cool man i bet that felt good you know being in a new place to get recognized right off the bat like that and that was was that zach fest was that what it was i think yeah exactly. Luza, Zakaluza, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a cool experience. It was cool to walk in. I had just pretty much, you know, moved here about five months prior. And, you know, he was like, wait a minute, you're the singer of World to Goal. And he knew us from our song Separation. And that was the reason I was on the podcast last time. And uh, in our involvement with um, our involvement with Sahad, you know, the singer of you know, the band Raw, and he's off to produce, 
you know, three of the songs that are going to be on our upcoming record, you know, including Separation. Yeah, shout out to Rob, man. I remember that first record when that came out in, God, I think I was probably in eighth grade. We're talking over 20 years ago, 2001, 2002. I think the first, I think I heard the single on the radio first because in Detroit we had, uh, we had 101 The Riff and 89X and then in Toledo we had 106.5 The Buzz and they would play like the alternative and the rock uh 104.7 but i remember here was it do you call my name i think it was that yep. i think it was yeah. a first one from those guys that i heard and it would and it had it had kind of that groove a little bit and i was like oh my god this is really good um but yeah so 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 dave how did you guys uh link back up then uh was that was that recently how how did how did that come back about so i mean initially wow. just to start royalty cult you know from interim divine and the time in between that um josh left the project initially in term divine uh you know we went a different direction with a female vocalist that lasted for a couple of years he was in various projects for a couple of years and then i had just started writing uh so kind of like a more thrashy metal style project and josh and i reconnected on that and it was a short-lived thing it didn't see you know the light of day unfortunately due to circumstances but that was kind of like the catapult into royalty cult. Cause then I just started writing all this alternative metals, you know, crazy stuff and uh, getting together with Josh and just, you know, writing all the vocals. And before we knew it, we just had a ton of material. So we just, you know, jumped in the studio and started the birth of all that stuff and linked up with Josh Buma, Skylet Sound. Uh, they're out of LA and did the first record. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, had Doc involved. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had, he, we had just taken a couple of years where we went in different directions and then we never stopped talking. We've always been, you know, best friends and brothers. And, uh, we just started saying, Hey, let's do this again. And that other project just crumbled so fast, but then we realized, you know, working together, we can get some, a lot of cool stuff done and we're on the same page so much songwriting wise that it just made sense. And before we knew it, we had a full record and we were already writing the second record. And so it's been cool. And then, yeah, I did have to step away from Royalty Cult uh, live for like uh, over a year, a year and a half, because um, I live in Northern California. And I've been up here for probably the duration of Royalty Cult. Um, Josh was in L.A. I was in Northern California. Now he's in Nashville. Um, and I had a wildfire come through my area right after I just bought a, a homestead um, in the Sierras. And uh, the Caldor fire happened and burnt my entire city to the ground you know my home was luckily spared and uh so i took some time away to you know kind of after the soulfly show to assess and you know rebuild our lives basically because it was a catastrophic fire like it just destroyed i mean i took a lot of damage luckily the home stood but uh we went through that so i had i had like some rebuilding to do and just some time that i really needed to dedicate to my family and just uh so josh just full steam ahead you know kept things going and i've you know i wrote separation with him and sahaj and, and those songs and you know there's there's a lot i've still been involved in and we had most of the songs written prior to my leaving anyway but josh just spearheaded the project while i was away and once things were kind of grounded again he's like get back in here man so you know we started doing that talking to mikey mcvary who was really encouraging that to happen and before we knew it we were you know neck deep in the second record and we had the show with taproot booked and 
couple other cool things we have in the works. You know, we're not going to mention just yet, but some cool, exciting stuff coming. But yeah, yeah, that's the story of that. Well, I'm glad you're okay, man, because I remember seeing all that Thank stuff you. on the news, and uh, it's terrifying. You know, I can't, oh, I yeah. can't imagine just being, um, being in your neighborhood and having something like that happen. I mean, the the closest that that I can even relate to it, just to relate to what you were talking about, was um, right about two months ago. Here, we had a tornado come through, and uh, mm-hmm. there was one that came through right right before COVID in 2020. Um, that hit kind of like right through downtown not far from where i work um and then it went east um hit hit a lot of stuff in east nashville but this one that came through in december literally hit a mile from from where i live and where i'm talking to you guys right now and it was pretty gnarly uh i had gotten my hair cut at the barber shop down the street from me a lot of good people over there shout out hendersonville barbers and about an hour and a half after i left they got hit um, and thankfully oh everybody survived, um, you know, here, a lot of people, and, and I don't know if it's similar in California, but a lot of people here in Nashville don't have basements because there's a lot of limestone and rock, like where I'm from in the Midwest, that was the hangout was the basement, you know, but right, we had right. dirt up there. Like you got to have some, some cashola <laughs> blast through all that rock, you know, but thankfully where the barbershop I go to is, uh, they're kind of built into a hill. So they have a, a downstairs and people were able to get down there. So they took damage. Uh, that was pretty, pretty gnarly, but thankfully nobody, nobody got hurt. Everybody survived, but that's the closest I've come. So again, not making about me, but just relating to you being in a situation where it's like mother nature is, it can be really gnarly. Like it, that, that, that was really crazy just to, to have something, you know, less than a you know a mile away from where I live, take damage. So I'm glad you're cool, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was there was a multitude of things happening during that summer uh, leading up to the Soulfly show. And, you know, my father passed away. Josh was dealing with his father and the health scare. And then, you know, that fire happened and it, it was, it was so much to the point where, you know, Josh understood I needed just to take time to hold together what I had and, you know, a thousand fold gratitude to him for just spearheading roll to cold in the meantime and, you know, moving a thousand miles a minute, like he does just accomplishing stuff. But yeah, and now I'm back and, you know, we're ready to go. I am so excited for the show um, in April. That's just going to be a lot of fun. Taproot's amazing live. You know, some of the funnest shows we played, you know, around 10 years ago with, was with Taproot. And so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And, and and to build on that, man, thanks again, you guys, for taking the time to do this, man. I, I, got, I got a lot of respect for what you guys do. I, I love the, the atmosphere um, on that record. I came out in 2020, man, like th- there's Thank so you. many great songs on there. And um, I love kind of like the um, like the moody uh, nature of of the stuff going on in between the instruments, too. And, and, and in between Josh's voice, man, and, and the drums and the guitars and everything. I feel like it really is like it. It takes you somewhere. You know what I mean? And I, th- I think that's Thank what's you. cool. Those those extra things that get added to songs like that. Um, and even to say things like I'm not musically inclined, so I don't want to be, I don't, I'm not belittling it by saying things. I don't know the correct words to say, but, but, you know, like, uh, those other elements that kind of almost make it a little cinematic you know what I mean? I think that's really a cool aspect to what you guys are doing. You know, there's a mood, there's a vibe. Um, thank you. But, um, 
but yeah, music it has that ability to to help us escape. I mean, for for you guys and the things that you've gone through, and it's actually a good kind of segue into your most recent single, uh, "The Dying," which was a, a beautiful treat tribute to uh, to to Jeff Sills. Um, and, and again, I'm sorry for your loss, man. But um, just music being kind of a form of therapy and and a, and a place to to be able to escape or a place to get, kind of go back to after all of these things. I mean, what's What's that been like for you guys in your lives and especially through these dark times that you've been through to be able to have that to turn to? Um, you know, the song The Dying came about in uh, in our original band together, Interim Divine. Um, Jeff has a, had actually joined the band um, when we let go of our previous guitar player. He had joined the band and I ended up leaving just a couple months after that. But Dave has known Jeff since they were teenagers, you know, in middle school and high school and all that. And I got to know, you know, Jeff at that time. But then um, after that, uh, Dave referenced another project that we were working on in between called uh, World on Fire. And we were in that with Jeff as well. And um, we tried to get him in uh, Royalty Cult. But sadly, um, our, the li our lives just didn't align, you know, and it didn't it didn't happen um, the way that, you know hope that it would and um i had always wanted to finally finish the dying because that song means a lot to me it's it's one of my favorite songs that i've ever been a part of and um you know we were devastated when jeff passed in 2022 and um we were like you know what like we have his tracks his solos and all that stuff that he did you know let's maybe go back to the drawing board on that song and finally finish it the way it should be finished and put Jeff's, you know, parts in there and, you know, just let it live forever with great production. And, you know, maybe the greatest production that Jeff's ever been a part of not taking anything away from anything else he ever did, but, you know, just as top notch as possible and do it for his family, you know, and that was, that just meant a lot to us, you know, and, um, we really feel like Jeff would be proud and we got an awesome video for it. That's sort of bad, uh, but it's, it's great. It's got a certain vibe to it, a vibe that we know Jeff would have loved. It's a vibe that we love. And um, so far it's, it's gone great. And the feedback that we've gotten from not only our audience, but from his family, you know, it's really just meant the world to us. You know um, we know Jeff would have been proud and, you know, we just wish that he was here to actually be doing it with us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, uh, is any, anything you want to add to that man or, or just uh, talking about um, just the, the time that, that you got a chance to spend with him while he was here? Yeah. I mean, Jeff was one of my best friends I've ever had. He was like an older brother, um, you know, performing with him and writing with him was always a pleasure because he was just so insanely talented. Uh, just one of the coolest, best people you, you would have liked him. I just met you and I already like you. I can tell you would have loved Jeff. He's, he's the same energy, just good, good energy, good man. Do the right thing when no one's looking and shred the guitar, like the heaviest metal head that ever lived. And, you know, Josh and I talked about bringing the dying back. Um, we had already kind of, been thinking about bringing some of the songs from that project, you know, uh, to light 
um, in royalty cold and, you know, reapproaching the production and rehashing some of those tracks and then the dying and, you know, having Jeff be a part of that, it just made perfect sense. Um, letting him and his guitar work get produced on the level it did with Chris Collier, like Josh said, and just getting that to like live on and have the tribute video, you know, to him. And cause the song is not about Jeff, obviously. And I know Josh has given some explanation on that. Uh, Jeff wrote that song with us, you know, quite a few years ago and we were tracking it and it never got released in that, that format or that version. Um, and so it just made perfect sense to do that. And, and, you know, it's really cool to see his name, you know, as the featured artist. And I know his family said that meant a lot to them. And just, I'm really close with this, you know, family and all of our friends growing up, we're all connected kind of by Jeff. He was kind of like the glue of a lot of our friend groups and um, everybody just gave it a really good response. So, you know, we were proud to release it and it's good just to keep his memory alive forever. Well said, man. Is it, it? And you mentioned the song's not about him, but is it? Is it kind of? I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Serendipitous that, um, you know that, you know, sadly with with his yeah. passing in in a, in a in kind of a weird full circle way lyrically. It it and it, it, right. at least you know, it kind of it kind of feels like it could be, you know. Well, we Josh and I and Josh can elaborate, but we reached out to you know, especially his sister. That's kind of the person he was. Uh, the closest to in you know this whole world and um you know we said hey we're not trying to release this and have it be in bad taste you know because it's called the dying and he passed um you know here's the lyrical content it, there are haunting similarities in circumstance um you know and, and then a lot of it has nothing to do with it at all and so we wanted to clarify that to them and then you know when we started working with this the guy that did the video um and, you know, he sent us the stuff. We, we sent it to them first and said, you know, what do you think? You know, we don't, it's dark, but it's, it's a beautiful representation of Jeff because it's really very true to Jeff's character and Jeff's nature. And, you know, the way it ends with him going to the light and all that. Um, but yeah, we got their blessing before all that. Cause yeah, there's a, there's a lot of almost spooky coincidence there with that. You know, I know what you mean. And that yeah. is a, uh... Third okay. Josh, that's uh Lance, um, that did the video, you know, and he yeah. did a job, he went above and beyond, you know, he's a new Absolutely. working with Absolutely. and uh, like to work with in the future. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say his name out loud, you know, since we we're talking about the video and stuff and show respects to him as well. Yeah, shout yeah, out, 100%. uh, Lance Gergar, is that how you say his last name? I believe so, yes. We just literally met him just a couple weeks before the video came out and he did an amazing job. He put everything down for us and did that video for us. And he really got behind, you know, what it was for, for Jeff family. And we really applaud him. And, you know, we hope to work with him on our next official video as well, you know, moving forward. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, but, you know, we really thank him as well for putting in the work that he did. Yes, very much. So that video was incredible. Yeah, it. I'm. I'm glad you guys are getting a great response, man. Like, uh, you know, listening to. I listened to the song first before I watched the video because I always kind of. I always like to try to vibe with it in the ears first. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, but just, just in in the skull, but between the ears, and then watching the video. Um, it was it was really cool. You know, um, like you said, it's it's sad and it's a little dark, but I I I really. 
how it how it starts and how it plays out is is really cool. It's uh, as far as the pictures and the fade to black, but then going into the light. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's a really yeah. cool kind of uh, like you said, kind of trippy, almost. You know, the fact that the song is called "The Dying," but and it, and it was it's been in existence for a while, which I didn't know before talking to y'all. Um, but uh, and 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 again, I think that that was super classy of you guys, especially like you like you were saying, Dave, with with the name of the tune, to to reach out to the family, because uh, obviously death it's it's never a good time to die, man. Um, no, and you don't want people to get the wrong impression about something, uh, or think that it's coming off of exploitative. And I didn't get those vibes at all, and I'm sure they didn't either. And uh, but I think that that's that was class act to you guys to go by them first. Um, Again, kind of in a weird way too. I had I had sort of a similar thing, um, in terms of something coming out um, after somebody passed a few years ago. I had a, a guy on my podcast. Shout out Keith Wagen, and um, loved music um, and, and was in Memphis uh, for a while. Uh, took 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 uh, photography of live shows for for years and, and and got to take pictures from all different kinds of awesome artists. You know. Um, like, you know, Aerosmith, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And um, I, I hope one day his family releases stuff from his catalog because he got to shoot a lot of cool stuff over the years. But um, when I interviewed him, he was he was on his way out. Um, he had cancer and um, and we oh. talked while he was while he was getting care. Um, and uh, I, I didn't end up being able to get the the episode out before he passed. But it ended up being uh, a cool tribute, you know, to him yeah. um, and, his, and his a few members of his family reached out to me um, after after the fact, you know, um, when that came out. I think it was November of 2021 and um, it ended up being kind of a like a cool a cool tribute to him. Um, and, and even at the end of the music video, there's that there's that voicemail that you guys have, which I think is really cool. You know what I mean? Um, there's people that are no longer in my life that I, I wish I, I still had those voicemails. You know, I still have yeah. their numbers. You know what I mean? But it's um, just the other day. Well, it's I was, a very spooky thing with that. I don't mean to interrupt. I apologize. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm ranting a little bit. So I tend no, to no, get... that, that voicemail is another one of those, you know, haunting coincidences where he left that. Uh, for my my brother, we were Josh edited, you know, some of the personal details out of the message. And just made it more universal uh, just to show who Jeff was as a person. But that was literally a couple of weeks before he passed that he left that. And so it's it's hard to listen to, but it also, you know, it always shows who he is. It just you can tell, you know, how much he loved all his friends and family and just, yeah, we miss him a lot. But I, I didn't, you know, sorry about that. I didn't want to interrupt you. I just wanted to go back to that because that's a very, uh, it's a bittersweet thing to listen to, you know, at the end there. No, no need to apologize at all, man. Like I said, I've I've a tendency to rant a little bit, but um, but yeah, just just relating to 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 that, like you know, it is sensitive releasing something after somebody dies. But I think the, you know, again, the music video, the song itself, uh, you know, kind of the trippy way, for lack of a better way to say it, that you know, lyrically, even though it wasn't about him, just the way that it all kind of related, I I think um despite the heaviness of the loss, you guys did a, did a great job, uh, with, with the video and with the song. And I, I, I know he'd be proud. Um, I wish I got a chance to do him just hearing you guys talking about him. And, um, I, I'm sure his family's excited about it because, 
you know, that's that's a beautiful thing about music, right? Um, and you guys would know more than me just being musicians yourselves. But I think one of the coolest things about it is it's kind of in, in a in a way it's eternal. Like these songs live on, you know, after exactly. artists and people pass. And um, just like your guys' songs will live on. And um, that's a really cool imprint to leave leave behind on the world. You know, there's some people who live their whole lives, sadly, and they don't ever, you know, get a chance to really, for whatever those reasons may be, latch on to, you know, something that means something important to them. You know what I mean? And and the fact yeah. that musicians like yourselves get to leave that imprint on the world is a really beautiful thing, man. Thank you. I agree. And I, you know, Jeff's going to live forever in our hearts and our minds, but every time we play that song, we get a little bit more of him and it's, it's cool. It hurts. Like I said, it's bittersweet, but it is an eternal place to go and kind of connect with him. And music is that for everybody in so many different ways. That's the whole reason we do this. Um, you know, all ambitions aside, that's, that's the core reason. Yeah. We've had a uh, family reach out, Jeff out to us and, you know, thank us, you know, and say that, you know, this is something from Jeff that we can hold on to forever. And that's, that's awesome. That's, that's why we did it, you know? And so it was just a really great experience to get to do all that. Um, you know, and like you're mentioning, you know, no matter what happens to us in our careers or lack thereof, you know, to know that we can leave music that could leave a, an imprint and a footprint on people's lives, even after we're gone, you know, that that's why we ultimately do it. You know, we want to make people feel the way that our favorite artists made us feel, you know? Right. Well, you guys are doing it, man. And I'm, I'm glad that, that you link back up and um, before we wrap it up and, and again, Josh, Dave, thank you so much, man, for, for taking the time to do this. It's uh, this is why I love doing these things, man. Um, Cause everybody, everybody goes through stuff. Oh, you're welcome. You know, and um, it's good to talk about these things, you know, whether people pass, you know, keeping their memory alive, but also just, you know, shedding light on, on dope musicians like you guys, man. Um, so before we, we wrap it up, um, once again, you guys are playing with Taproot uh, on April 24th at the Whiskey. Um, uh, anything anything else that you guys can spill? And again, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, to, to spill anything before you want to spill it because I'm not about that life. I'm, th these aren't gotcha <laughs> questions, but what can you tell fans out there of royalty cult and, and listeners to the show who might, who might be new to your music as far as what you guys are working on um, or kind of uh, what, what potentially what, what deeds can you share about the the new record? Um, well, we possibly got another really cool show coming up. Um, like Dave said, we're not going to announce it yet because nothing's been announced. It's not official yet, but um, that's going to be a really great opportunity for us and uh we're thankful for that as well and um and we're also going to be playing in some other states including nashville and getting out of nothing wrong with california and the los angeles bubble but getting out of just being you know we're going to be playing some other places throughout the u.s um coming up in the future and um we got some really cool stuff and surprises coming up on our upcoming record it's going to be about um, we're shooting for about a 12 song 
um, album. But um, we're going to be releasing every song as a single first because that's just the way of the world right now with this, you know, the streaming and, and all. And uh, once all those songs are released, then you'll have the complete, you know, and, and eventually, as soon as possible, we'd like to get, you know, actual, you know, vinyl for our first album that you were talking about and join the end from 2020. And then when this album officially drops, the new one, which we do know that it's going to be called The Dying, um, we'd like to get that on vinyl and stuff as well. Even cassette tapes are coming back, so maybe we'll have some of those. And um, we do know that the album's called The Dying, our second second official release. And um, we do know that the song that we just released um, is going to be the last track um, on the record. But that's all that's we know. Right of things and stuff like that but we do have some cool coming up that we're actually literally working on right now you know and we know that that'll be really cool for you know music fans exciting collaborations i guess that's all we can say yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it man uh enjoying the end was sick and um you know, when we Thank got a you. chance to catch up last year and, you know, separation again, another, another dope music, music video. People need to check that out, man. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know if I could pick, pick a favorite, favorite track from, from the first record, uh, you know, Oracle shadow of a mountain, obviously enjoying the end. I mean, there's, there's, there's a awesome. lot of awesome ones on there, man. Um, and you guys opened it up with quite vexing, you know, that was, that was a great one to start it off. And, and I'm sure that's a fun process too, right? You know, the 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 ebb and flow to to a full listen, you know, because there are oh, yeah. still people out there like us, I'm sure, where you know, when you when there's a new album coming out, like I'm listening to that mug front to back. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm a big Alter Bridge fan. When the new Slipknot record came out, it's like I, I gotta start at the beginning. Bad Wolves, their their latest record was sick. Like yeah. start at the front and go to the back. Are you guys are you guys the same way with new music? And oh you, yeah. You think about that as as you as you put these songs together. Like, how would this flow together as a record? Absolutely, yeah. Me and Josh kind of painstakingly go over details like that, almost too obsessively. <laughs> but yeah, we like the same thing. You know, it, all our favorite albums, and you know, it, they just started with an opening track that grabbed you, and the record led you through song after song, and you couldn't stop listening to it until you finished the journey. We tried to pull that off. We we tried to with enjoying the end, and I, I, it sounds like you're saying we sort of did. So that makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I th I think that was great to use that as a closer, especially with the with the slow guitar intro. You know what I mean? And then yeah. kind of fading it out at the end too was really dope, man. Um, we always go for a cinematic feel with a lot of our stuff, and you know, especially the title track of the record. That one just it just you know kind of wrote itself once doc got involved the energy and all of it coming together it just it was it was really cool really special and it encapsulated the record so we were like that's it you know that's the one i wanted a darker feel for this because i think all in all the record we always have dark elements and light elements and things like that but i feel like the second a little bit darker you know i'm not yeah. coming saying that you know this is the heaviest record we've ever done. Like a lot of bands say and stuff like that. But even though the heavy stuff on here is a lot heavier than the stuff on, you know, the first album, but um, it's just a lot darker of a vibe. And I've always loved dark things like the crow and just stuff like that, you know? And, um, so, and I like my art dark, 
that's the direction I wanted to go in on this one. Who knows the next album after this might not be like that. So, but yes, we always kind of have a dark vibe to everything we do. Even the first record does, I'd say to an extent, but you're right. Not like the second record. It's a lot darker. It's a lot more mature. The stuff that we're, you know, we've been writing and the, the stuff we're experimenting with, it's just all much darker in vibe and tone. Yeah, we're, I'm so excited for this record. I can't wait for everyone to hear everything that's happening behind the scenes even now. Like, I think everyone's going to like it a lot. If you like Royalty Cult, that is, you know, I think you're going to like this. Well, I'm excited, man. Sh- shout out Gustavo and uh, shout out you guys for doing this, man. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And before we officially wrap it up, I mean, like you guys were saying, man, uh, from, you know, from, uh, you know, forest fires, uh, death, um, you know, moving around, you know, music scene, you know, the the cost of living and the, the cost of making good music. Um, what advice would you guys give to people, whether they're creatives or not, just with the theme of the show, you know, being perseverance, moving forward, we're at the beginning of the year. Um, anything that you feel like is worth is worth mentioning just as far as you know something that you feel like could be helpful to somebody out there as far as what you've gone through and, and again you don't have to like you don't have to bring up you know personal personal stuff and really intimate stuff but just as far as um you know everybody goes through goes through dark periods whether it's a heartbreak or or death or financial struggles but you know, what, what ultimately gets you guys through those tough times uh, and helps you persevere and get to the light in your own lives. I'll let you start, Josh. Um, yeah, you know, um, like you mentioned, Mike, uh, everybody goes through tough times in life. That's just inevitable. It's always going to happen, but, um, you know, hopefully everybody can find something that they love more than anything. And you just, you go after it you know, and you put in the work and and you, you don't stop. And that might sound cliche, but that's the way it works. And that's the way it happens. Look at artists like Jelly Roll and things like that and where he's at now and the things that he overcame. Uh, that's just for an example. There's many artists that have done it, you know, um, you just never stop. And, and we just don't stop. But there's times where, I mean, this stuff gets very overwhelming. Not only in, do we have our regular lives to worry about, but our dreams as well and the things that we've always wanted for our, for our, our careers. And we want to make music our career more than anything, you know, because we feel that that's what we're put on this earth to do. And so we don't let anything as hard as life can get. Sadly, people passing and, you know, just life happening the way it does, your car blowing up or just whatever it is, you're losing your home. Um, I personally always, you know, focus on my art, you know, and I just can't stop doing that or else I feel like there's no point in being here, you know, as bad and bleak as that might sound, you know, like I have to do this thing, you know, and, you know, even if my ultimate dream never comes true, we're still going to just be putting out music and putting out videos and playing shows and putting out content, you know, and, there's no reason for Royalty Cult to ever go away um, until we're gone, you know, and we're going to keep doing this no matter what and keep putting out music that we love, that hopefully other people love, you know, but uh, you already mentioned it. So I don't want to, you know, sound again, too cliche, but perseverance, you know, just yeah. 
stopping, going after what you love more than anything. And sadly, and you also mentioned before, not everybody finds that thing. And to me, I think that's one of the saddest things because everybody has the ability to do great things. That's who we are as human beings, you know, and I wish more people knew what they wanted and if they know what they want to go after it because it is possible. And we've seen it happen millions of times to people that we look up to and that you look up to and that anybody looks up to, it is possible. And that's why I never stop personally. Yeah. I'd follow that up by saying perseverance is the fabric of success. I mean, if you're going to build something, you don't stop. Even when you think you've got there, you just keep going. And no matter what comes, songwriting to me is what gets me through my darkest times. I mean, that's my outlet. That's my, my safe place. That's where I pour everything into so that I don't break, you know, myself. And uh, luckily we have found that thing and we have royalty culture for that. And, you know, sharing that with people is what it's all about. And hopefully it helps, you know, as many people as it can. And, you know, we bring some joy to people and some enjoyance. Well, you got a fan in me, and I know I'm not the only one, man. I know there's a lot of them out there, and the, and the proof is in the pudding. And uh, I want everybody listening to this to, to check out Royalty Cult. Uh, keep an eye out for, for the new music and, and go run up the numbers on the dying, man. Well, well Josh, Dave, uh, and dudes, thank you so much. I feel very fortunate that our paths have crossed um, just as somebody out who, who loves music and, you know, enjoys sharing these conversations with people, you know, um, if, if I reach, if I reach one person, I feel like I've, I've, I've done my job, man. And, um, exactly. you know, and I think that's how you create positive waves. It's just, you know, one person making one good thing happen, one ripple effect at a time. And, and, um, people have different outlets for it. And for me, it's this podcast and, and for you guys, it's your music. And, uh, it's cool when you come across good people, man, and you guys are good people in my book. So for everybody who's not aware of royalty cult, uh, let them know where they can find you out there, man. Uh, you can search us anywhere on social media or online. Uh, pretty much all of them are just at royalty cult. Um, and that's Cult with a K out of C, um, except for Instagram's music, um, is the only one that's sort of changed a little bit, but you can find us anywhere on our streaming platforms, um, and on social media. Or just do a quick Google search and all of our stuff will come up there as well. And uh, we thank you, Mike. I'm glad that our paths crossed with you as well. You're a great person. And that's the kind of people that we love being around, you know. So, exactly. I, you know, you're definitely a good human being. And so we're very thankful. I agree. Thanks, man. Alrighty, righty there you have it. That was my conversation with Josh and Dave of the band Royalty Cult. Make sure you go follow them on Instagram at Royalty Cult Music. The links to all of their stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my friends in Royalty Cult. You will not be disappointed if you love hard rock and modern metal. Great lyrics, as you guys just heard in that conversation. Their latest single, The Dying, featuring Jeff Sills, is out now, available everywhere that you get your music. 
Also go check out the music video on YouTube. That link will be in a podcast description for this episode as well. I just want to say thanks again to Josh and Dave for taking the time to come on the podcast and share their story with the the listeners, man. You know, <clears throat> Josh and I, like I said at the jump, it, you know, we've, we've known each other for about a year now. And it's been really cool to see him continue to chase his dreams of music. And uh, he's got a hell of a voice. And I'm not just saying that because I know him and because he's he's taken the time to come on this podcast and share his story with y'all, man. He's he's a really good guy, really good guy. And I feel very fortunate to connect with him. And same thing with Dave, you know, being able to get him on the show for the first time and learn more about their relationship and their friendship and how far back they go and get his perspective on on Jeff as well and this song. It's just really cool, man. And I think what's what's awesome is, you know, as you guys heard in that story, uh, beautiful things can come out of, of of tragic things, you know, and they were able to take something tragic and turn it into something beautiful. And 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 the dying ended up being an awesome tribute to their friend. And another cool cyclical thing that you guys heard about is in April, on April 24th, they're going to be performing at the Whiskey with Taproot, who they originally played with way back in 2010 when they were still an interim divine. So, you know, a cool, a cool episode about serendipity and, and cyclical things. And, um, and also I think overall how good things happen in good time to good people, you know, so often we see stuff where it's like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? And I think this, this shows a great example in this episode in particular about how good things happen. If you just stay on your grind and keep persevering, keep moving forward, keep chasing your dreams, and, uh, you know, keep keep it all in perspective and don't don't let the noise and the static of the world get in the way of whatever it is that you're going after, man. And, and, and again, I struggle with that. I'm not sitting here preaching from my high horse. I've got anxiety. I've got OCD tendencies, you know, where I have to check things and and I've gotten I've gotten better at it over the years. Um, but it's just one of the, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you do certain things because it makes you feel safer in some way. And and through therapy and everything, I've learned that a lot of these things kind of come from our childhood or come from trying to protect ourselves from certain things. So we all have our demons, man. We all, we all have our things that we struggle with, but it doesn't make you less than, it doesn't make you unworthy. Um, and at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people who, who live life on autopilot, man. You know, uh, they, they, get sold a bill of goods or they, they, uh, you know, let fear get in the way or, or people in their life who, who don't want to see them shine because that makes them feel inferior. And they allow the world to tell them what to be. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't let the world tell you what to be. I mean, obviously at the end of the day, we all got to eat, man. We all got to pay bills. We all got to keep the lights on and keep the water running, uh, keep gas in the car, keep food on the table for ourselves and whoever we're responsible for. Right. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive and you, you know, you got to work to survive. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean you shouldn't make time for the things and the people that you love, man. And if there was something that was given to you when you were young that you didn't ask for, and, and I am parroting Denzel, when I say this shout out Denzel Washington, one of my favorite actors, but that's the proof that the, the, those are the things that that you should be pursuing. You know what I mean? Uh, for some people, it's music, like like Josh and Dave. You know, for me, in 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 a roundabout way, even though I'm not a musician, it's music, it's it's podcasting, it's connecting with people through this show. You know, again, shout out Ken, the guy that I mentioned at the intro, who who reached out to me uh, earlier this week when I was having a rough day and out of the blue. Never met Ken in my life, and he 
found the, the, the episode that I just did with Max Gabriel, shout out another good dude and talked about how it was really cool to, to hear that message. He took time to share content, you know, and, and tell me, you know, how much he, he dug the show. He referenced me a guy, uh, who, who he thinks would be a great guest for the show. And, and, and that's what this is all about is connecting with people in a positive way. You know, um, I'm not famous. I don't have a million followers. I don't have a million downloads. I don't have a million dollars. Uh, you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that I don't have the ability to, to create positive ripple effects in the waters that I swim in, in my world and, and in my circle, you know what I mean? With this show. So to anybody who takes the time to listen, to like, to subscribe, to connect, you know, um, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, man. I love you all. And I really appreciate you. And uh, I hope conversations like this with Josh and Dave, you know, learning about royalty cult, turn the negatives into positives, um, chasing dreams. It's, it's all necessary, man. If we get one life to live, why not go after the stuff that you, that you, you know, really, really are excited about the stuff that makes you feel most alive. You know what I mean? You know, keep food on the table, keep working, keep grinding. But, but outside of those responsibilities and those bills, you know, make time for the things that you love, whether it's baking, whether it's music, whether it's painting, drawing, you know, maybe it's working on cars. Maybe you want to start up your own auto detail, one business uh, or business one day, do it, man, do it. Uh, we never know when, when the next day that we have is going to be our last one, man. And, um, you know, keep that in mind with how you treat people too. You know, if it's your last interaction on earth, would you want it to be a negative one, whether you believe in God or not? Like, I mean, just, just be a good person. So, uh, I'm ranting a little bit, as you guys can tell, I had my coffee this morning. Um, and if you knew how many times I recorded these intros and closes, because I'm hard on myself again, old habits die hard, but, uh, but I'm really grateful, man. Uh, that's, that's the word of the day is grateful. So once again, go check out royalty cult and that is cult with a K royalty cult music on Instagram. Again, all their links are in the podcast description, run up the numbers on the dying. It's a great song featuring Jeff Sills. And, uh, if you want to reach out to yours truly here. Um, once again, I'm on Instagram at March 4th pod. I'm on YouTube at March 4th pod. I'm on TikTok now at March 4th podcast. I'm just laughing because the old man in me, like I didn't even get on Instagram until 2020, man. I'm, I'm such a caveman, but all the links to my stuff are in the podcast description as well. So if you want to reach out and holler at me, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show, leave a, leave a rating and review. If you dug what you heard on either Spotify or Apple, it helps these conversations get out to more people. And uh, we can spread love and positivity and joy, which I really feel like is my purpose before my time's up, man. So thank you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Royalty Cult, you know what it is. Here is their latest single, The Dying, featuring Jeff Sills. Peace. Peace.